So if you're like me, you spend a fair bit of uh, amount of time, you know, fighting crime after work. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've come into the studio in the morning after a quick change somewhere, you know, out of my superhero. Some would say it's a costume, but my clothes. Uh, and, uh, you know, whew, talk about sweating. You know what I mean? I've been fighting crime all night. That's why I like to use sweat block, sweat block. This is the best Sincerely, this is the best deodorant antiperspirant I have ever seen uh, and ever used. It was uh, invented by a Harvard doctor who had kind of a sweat problem himself. And he was like, what? You know what? Why don't I fix this? And he did. It is fantastic. Uh, Also, this is heavy duty sweat block. This is for people. If you have like, you know, real issues, Uh, you know, you've got the you've got the sweat tacos under the arm every day. Uh, this you put on once at night and it lasts seven days. You get up in the morning, you take a shower, you don't apply anything. Lasts seven days. If you don't like stinking and smelling and having sweat tacos that everybody's looking at, please try this. It's fantastic. It's called Sweat Block at sweatblock.com. You'll save with promo code BECK 20% or you can pick it up at Amazon. It's sweatblock.com, promo code BECK. Conversation with you about something that uh, Stu and I used to say. Oh, yeah, again, uh, we're carrying enough water on this program. We just can't. We're being overwhelmed by the important things we have to talk about. But thank goodness we have had a change of heart a few years ago um, because the one topic that we just wouldn't take on was abortion. Even though all of us were pro life, it was enough water. Let somebody else fight that battle. We can't. It is Canada is about to become, in March of next year, it will become one of the very few nations on Earth that will allow a doctor to assist you in suicide for mental illness such as depression, bipolar disorder, personality disorders, schizophrenia, or PTSD. We're headed in the wrong direction, and nobody seems to want to talk about the direction we're heading on the cheapness of life. I don't know how many people even heard about what happened in Washington with, I don't know how else to describe it, a box of dead children. We go there in 60 seconds. 
please stay with us. This is really an important conversation to have. When you're living with a lot of pain in your life, it can be really easy just to give up hope of never feeling normal again. I know how that goes. I've been there. I've done that. Uh, about three, four years ago, I was living with so much pain, I just couldn't take it. I didn't think I could do this job anymore. Um, and I said to my wife, I give up. I just give up. And she said, before you do, please try Relief Factor. And I said, that's the advertiser that is on the blaze. And she's like, yeah. And I said, it's like ibuprofen, I'm pretty sure. It works on inflammation. Ibuprofen is a joke for me. She said, try it. So I did. I didn't do commercials for them before because I didn't think it would work for me. And I'm not going to tell you to do something that didn't work for me. This works for me. And 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. I'm here today because my wife made me try Relief Factor. She saved my life so many times. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I'm glad that we are on radio. Uh, to some degree, because um, the images that are available now of what was found uh, are just horrific, just horrific. Mary Margaret Ulan, uh, Ulahan was um, uh, she's a reporter for the Daily Wire, and uh, she has been following this story. And Mary Margaret, I don't know. uh how you do it. I really don't know how you do it. Welcome. Thank you, Glenn. Good morning. It's great to be here. It's, uh, it's been a rough, rough, little over a week now of covering this. It's just like you were saying, these photos are so gruesome. It's so sad. It's every time we report on this, it's just more horrifying and upsetting details that we find. And like you said, this box of, of dead children, was found outside this abortion clinic here in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital in the greatest country in the world. It's, it's truly unbelievable. I uh, saw the article from Live Action, uh, and they included the pictures, and I, I, you, I, you can't unsee them. Um, but I was shocked at uh, baby number one because it's full size. I mean, it's just full size. Yeah. Yeah. No, these babies are uh, we re- we've been referring to them at the Daily Wire as preemie sized because I think that's yeah. a really good imagery for people to understand how old these babies are. And um, if you look at these images, you can see they have oh. eyes, they have their limbs They're They look I think some of them could survive outside the womb. We've known some preemie babies. Baby number one could have easily. Yes. And so this is uh, a very good dark, graphic reminder of what is going on. You know, even people like me or like you, Glenn, that that talk about abortion all the time and are very aware of what goes on, I think we can forget sometimes how horrible this is and how um, gruesome in nature these abortions are. You know, we talk about wanting to ban abortions after this point or after that point, but then you actually see the baby and it just comes over you like a wave that this is what is happening when these women go in to end their baby's life so this is um uh i think this is going to be looked at 100 years from now um 
as we were barbarians, exactly the way slavery is is viewed today, that how did these people do nothing about it? How come nobody spoke out? Um, and we face the same problem that we did in slavery. Uh, are you going to go to war about it? And, you know, I think uh, I think the time is coming where that that might be a part of uh, a strategy. I don't know, because it's it's so horrific um, and nobody wants to look at it. And it really is. If we can't get this one right, we can't get anything right. You went last week to, well, first of all, let me just, could you please tell the story? Because the first reporting on this uh, came out that this was from uh, pro-life activists that were extremists, that this box of dead babies was found in their possession. And so police are investigating this uh, group of right-wing extremists. That's not true. That, it, you're exactly right. So the first reporting on this that came out was that pro-life or they don't call them pro-life anti-abortion extremists where mm-hmm. uh, police discovered fetal remains in their home. And it was like, oh, my gosh, these crazy anti-abortion extremists. If you look on Getty Images, where we all get our our pictures for our stories, there's all these pictures of the pro-lifers home where the fetal remains were discovered. Well, the real story, what actually happened here, and this is what these pro-lifers told me, these are members of the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising. So they're a progressive pro-life group. They're not on the same page as conservatives with most issues. They're not conservative, but they're pro-life. So these women, two of them, Lauren Handy and Teresa Bukanovic, they went to Washington Surgery Clinic um, a little over a week ago. Um, and they, this is an abortion clinic in Foggy Bottom, which is near Georgetown and George Washington University. So they're outside this clinic and they see a big truck that's from Curtis Bay Medical Waste Facility. And right outside the truck, there's a dolly with two boxes on it. And both of those boxes are covered in Curtis Bay labeling and they say they're from Washington Surgery Clinic. So these pro-lifers told me that they asked the driver who was loading boxes into the truck. They said, do you know what's in those boxes? And he supposedly told them, no, I don't. And they said, there's dead babies in there. Now, they told me they're guessing because they didn't actually know at that point, but they were pretty sure that they were right. And the driver was horrified. And when they asked if they could take one of the boxes to give the babies a proper funeral, he said yes. So they took it. This is what they told me. They went home. They opened up the box with a lot of different, um, you know, they went to the store and got surgical equipment to make sure that they were going to be opening um, the box in a cleanly manner. They told me they wanted to have a priest there, but they weren't able to do that in time. And I've seen videos, Glenn, of them opening this box and seeing the babies that are inside. It's just absolutely so upsetting. They found 110 little boxes of pulverized baby remains in the first trimester and then five fully formed babies who they believe to be in the end of the second or the third trimester. Uh, And these videos are just chilling. You can hear the women opening them and and being really upset and crying. And, um, you know, we, I've spoken to Teresa and Lauren and seen them at a press conference. These women are just overcome by what they've been through and seen. And now once they've found those babies, they were getting ready to decide what to do with them. And Lauren and Teresa didn't want to stay in Lauren's apartment because that's where the babies were. And they felt, you know, that it was kind of a tomb at that point. So they stayed at Teresa's house, 
Well, the FBI was already preparing to arrest Lauren and a bunch of other pro-life activists in a separate incident from October 2020 when they pushed their way into an abortion clinic. And so last week, or I'm sorry, a little over a week ago, the FBI showed up at Lauren's house to arrest her right when Lauren and Teresa were getting back to the house early in the morning to go look at the baby remains and decide what to do with them. And so they told me that they got out of their Uber and right then the FBI all got out of their cars and arrested Lauren and Teresa went into the house thinking that the babies would be gone, but they were still there. So at that point, the progressive anti-abortion uprisings lawyer contacted the DC authorities and said, please come take these baby remains and do a forensic examination of them. Well, they did come to take the baby remains, but the way the Metropolitan Police Department explained this was that they said they were told they received a tip that there were baby remains in this Capitol Hill house. From their well, own attorney? That's how they're... Yeah, they're it's, it's a tip. They didn't huh. say that. Yeah, so they, they portrayed it as if they received a tip that these crazy people had baby remains in their home. Well, I think that is typically the way the police department will give a press release or, or explain how they learned about this. That's what the police told me. But media ran with that and reported it as if the police were tipped off that there were these crazy people with babies in their home. So at the Daily Wire, we waited to learn the facts. We, we reached out to everyone. We, we um, made sure that we had the full story before we reported it. And we've been talking to the Metropolitan Police Department, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, the D.C. Medical Examiner, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Washington Surgery Clinic, where these babies were found, Curtis Bay Medical Waste Facility. And Glenn, I have been borderline harassing these people, reaching out over and over saying, please give me some answers. I couldn't get anything from anyone. The only response that we've had was from Mayor Muriel Bowser, who didn't respond to me. She finally responded to Senator Langford on Friday evening after, you know, everyone's checked out for the weekend. She responded to him. And not only did she not answer lawmakers' demands that the autopsies be performed on these babies and that they be preserved as evidence, because pro-lifers are worried that they won't be preserved as evidence. Not only did she ignore that, she also suggested that Lauren Handy, one of the progressive anti-abortion uprising members, actually could have committed a crime by tampering with fetal remains. So she's, she's saying, oh like the police, she's saying the only thing that might be a fault here is these pro-life activists getting involved with these fetal remains. She's not interested in looking into what actually went on here. And, you know, she literally days before this, she's tweeting and being retweeted by Emily's List, which is a pro-abortion organization that is endorsing her. So there's no interest from authorities in getting to the bottom of this. Apparently, we, we can't see any. Um, and, and as we know, Glenn, D.C. is incredibly pro-abortion. The Biden administration is very pro-abortion. Uh, I've talked with a bunch of different people that have told me this looks like an ideological disinterest in finding out what's going on here. Oh, yeah. And, and, and these two are going to have a real hard time with a jury in Washington, D.C. as well. Uh, really oh, exactly. a hard time. OK, can you hold on just a sec for uh, um, uh, Mary Margaret? We're we're talking to uh, Mary Margaret Ulhan um, and um, she is going to tell us another story. She went to the clinic of the abortionist there in D.C. that is accused of just gruesome, gruesome crimes. Uh, and something happened there that is remarkable that you need to hear about. Coming up in just a second. 
American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, here's a simple fact. Interest rates are going to continue to rise until uh, inflation is contained. And if they don't, that spells the end of the dollar. Now, don't know what that's going to mean either direction, but your job right now during all of this is make sure that you stay on top of your spending and your debt. Make sure that you're not wasting money on things like high interest fees. If you haven't looked lately, high interest fees are everywhere. Take a look at your credit card statement. Try not to faint. They are as high as 24% right now. You're not, and we haven't even started. We haven't even started. They're between 18, generally between 18.9 to 22.5 percentage points right now, the average credit card. You got to get out of those things. Right now, you can get a great deal by calling mortgage consultants over at American Financing. Have them do a free mortgage review. Salary-based consultants, no high pressure, no, you know, no obligation at all. You just call them, talk to them. They'll tell you if they have a, a loan program that will fit your budget. Uh, lower rates, shorter terms, debt consolidation, things that will save you thousands and thousands of dollars, and you'll be able to be done with those high-interest credit cards. Please do it now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Yeah. Mary Margaret Ulahan. Do I have that right, Mary Margaret Ulahan? It's it's Ulahan. Ulahan. Okay. We're Irish. Olahan. <laughs> no, Mary Margaret. Don't say it. you're Irish. Um, uh, by the way, the Catholic Church or Catholics need to be thanked. You guys have been on the front lines of trying to stop abortion forever. You are the one faith that is always the first there and uh my compliments my compliments to the catholics thank you um all right so um mary margaret you went to a a clinic in dc can you tell us this story yes this is um you know i i drove down there on thursday morning it was really rainy and i went there because we had been reporting on this all week like i've been sharing with you And I just got so frustrated. No one was answering. And I kept trying to reach out to Dr. Santangelo, the abortionist who runs this clinic. I wanted to reach out to the clinic, but nobody would answer me. And I kept being told to reach out to the National Abortion Federation, who, of course, is doing PR for this clinic and Dr. Santangelo amid this crisis. So I got really tired of not hearing from anybody. And I got up and I drove down to Dr. Santangelo's home, which is this million dollar home in Georgetown. He was not there. I don't think his wife was either. So then I drove to the abortion clinic, which is in Foggy Bottom. And it's on the fourth floor of this office building. And when you get up there, you know, it's, it's a hallway. So you get up to the, to the fourth floor and there's the door to the abortion clinic. And that's important later. You'll understand why. But so I go inside and I start talking to these nurses or abortion staffers that work there. And they wouldn't tell me anything. They said, you need to talk to the National Abortion Federation. They tried to tell me that Dr. Santangelo wasn't there today, that day. Well, I told them I I didn't think they were telling me the truth because I looked around the waiting room and there were a lot of patients there. And then 
they still wouldn't tell me anything. So finally, I told them, look, you guys want to be on the right side of the story. Please, if you still want to talk to me, you can. And I told them where to find me. And they, they, they let me know that they would certainly not be talking to me. And then as I left, I walked out the door and there in the hallway next to the elevator was this woman with a man that I think was her husband or her boyfriend. And she was leaning on the wall. She was bending over almost all the way, just heaving and moaning and clearly in a lot of pain. And the guy that was with her looked up when I came out into the hall and he looked at me and his eyes were really red and he looked really upset. And I instantly was really worried. I said, are you okay? What's going on? And the girl straightened up and tried to act like everything was normal. And she said, yeah, I'm fine. But she was sweating and she looked really upset. And so I told her that I was a reporter and I said, if you don't mind my, my asking, is everything okay? Like what's going on here? And she was very nice, even in her pain. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm here for an abortion. And this confused me because, you know, she's in a lot of pain. And I looked at her stomach and it was really huge and protruding from her t-shirt that she was wearing. Yeah. And I, I said, what are you, did you already have the abortion? What do you mean? And she said, no, I'm having it right now. And Glenn, I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was looking into the eyes of this woman who was telling me that her baby was being aborted as we spoke. And I was confused. And I said, what do you mean? And she told me they took the tubes out. And because I report on abortion a lot, I realized almost instantly what she meant was she was referring to laminaria, which is um, often made out of seaweed, which the doctor puts into, uh, the abortionist puts into a woman to help her dilate so that they can get in there and get at the baby easier so that they can induce the abortion. So in this scenario, I talked to some pro-life doctors that told me that since she was in the hall and they had taken the laminaria out already, it was likely that she was about to head into an induction abortion. And in an induction abortion, I'm not going to get too graphic here, babies are often born alive, and that is, you know, that, that leaves room for a baby to be killed after it is born, by the abortionist that leaves room for the baby to die on the operating table if nothing is done. You know, we've heard stories of nurses rushing babies out of the room and no one knows what happens next. We've heard Ma- stories of... Mary, I have, uh, I have only about 30 seconds. I am so sorry. It, it, how can somebody help? What can we do? Can you give it to, Do we go to liveaction.org? What do we do to get involved? Live Action is certainly a powerful player in this, in this um, fight against abortion, but... Lawmakers like Bowser need to be called on to to stand to take a, a response to what's going on, to perform autopsies on these babies. We need to learn the truth about what happened in that clinic. Thank you so much for taking and tackling the uh, the hardest story I think there is. I know that takes a toll on a person. Thank you for that work. It's uh, Mary Margaret Olahan from The Daily Wire. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. A deep spring cleaning can do wonders for your home. But where do you really take the things, uh, you know, when you want to go to the next level? You want to really go for it. Remember, renovations don't have to break the bank when you're dealing with Blinds.com. And you want to update your house. You want to make a change that is the biggest impact for the lowest impact on your dollar. Uh that would be blinds, blind shade, shutters, drapes, whatever it is. Blinds.com has them for you. And they come at one low cost, no matter how many things you order, installation. 
They also give you access to expert design consultants for free. And the uh, the installation is done by pros who actually know how to do it. I mean, you can do it yourself. Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. And right now you can save up to 45% through April 19th. Go to Blinds.com now. 45% off site-wide. Blinds.com, rules and restrictions may apply. Make sure to get The Great Reset. It's available now. You can get your first chapter for free at glensnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm glad you're here. That was that was tough even just hearing the story. And just gives me a pit in my stomach that we are just so far off the right track. We're not even close. We're diametrically we're we're headed uh, south when we should be headed north. Yeah. And I I mean I think you can honestly say that's the most important issue of our time the the this ongoing genocide of american citizens and people all across the world who should be alive today and aren't millions and millions and millions of them and it's tough to talk about you know going through the details of it even people who completely agree that it's as terrible as i just described it don't want to hear it and certainly the people who are endorsing the behavior really don't want to hear it so how how can you win people over when the most obviously compelling evidence, because it's so shocking, is something that people don't even want to look at? You're still having the same problem uh, with slavery today. There, are, Look it up. There's like 70 countries where it's not illegal to have slaves. Today. Mm. Today. We're arguing about why didn't we end it sooner? Today. It's because nobody really wants to look at it. Nobody really wants to look at what's really happening in Iran. We're negotiating with them. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the homosexuals in Iran. They claim there are none. That it just doesn't happen. That that's the decadence of the West. Really? Is it? Then why are you throwing people off of roofs in Iran for being homosexual? That's the reason why there's no homosexuals in Iran. You kill them. Nobody wants to see these things. And somehow or another, we've been called extremists. And that's fine. Then I guess I'm an extremist. If it is an extremist to say, you know what? We shouldn't kill babies. We shouldn't kill children do you know that there are many states now california is one of them no limits no limits is what they're moving towards no limits after birth doesn't matter well after birth is not a let's just get the terminology here after birth is not an abortion no but no i mean letting I, them die <laughs> letting them yeah. die mm-hmm. um you know if if it makes me an extremist to say, you know, look, I. When it comes to abortion, uh, for rape and incest, I, I don't want to be the judge of that, because I don't 
I believe that's still a life and a worthy life, but I'm not going to, I don't want to sit in judgment of somebody who, you know, says to their daughter, like, I mean, I would, I know I would say, please, please carry the child, please. But if she were raped, I, I, I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm going to love her every step of the way and let her make the decision. And, but that's, I don't like it, but that's where I fall with compassion. But at some point, you know, you're 24 weeks in. What have you been doing the last 24 weeks? What, what, this is the, what is happening now? Canada is looking at uh, allowing doctors to assist suicide for PTSD. For any kind of mood disorder, for depression. Our treatment for depression will be doctor assisted suicide. In Canada. Yes. Does that make me an extremist? I think the definition of extremist, it cannot go to a conservative you can't be a conservative extremist because conservatives, what the definition means is we believe in conserving those things that work, that are important. You can, dis- you can discard things that aren't working, but these are here for a reason. An extremist would be saying, I've got a new idea. I want to apply that. Men can have periods. That's the extremist, not the man who says, no, no, they can't. I'm an extremist for saying I can define a man and a woman. No, you're the extremist when you say you can't define it. I'm the extremist for saying, I don't want you teaching, I don't care if it's gay or straight sex, to my kindergartners. I don't want you talking about that they might have feelings that they're a boy when they're a girl. I don't want you doing that in kindergarten, first, second, or third grade. That makes me an extremist. I don't think I'm an extremist for saying I don't want that in the eighth grade. But I'm an extremist for third grade being the limit. You're an extremist if you belong to a religion that disagrees with the religion of wokeism. You're an extremist. You, they have a right to their religion. And make no mistake, it's a religion. It's a religious cult. But you don't have a right to your religion or your speech. I, as a member of the press, I don't have the right to say the things I want to in the public square without social media crushing me and without the president of the United States making lists to give to those companies to have them suppress that speech. 
I'm the extremist because those are guaranteed in our Constitution, something that we all agreed on for almost 250 years. I'm the extremist because I believe a law abiding citizen should have the right to protect themselves. I believe that non law abiding citizens shouldn't have them. I believe we should have stringent gun laws on if you're not supposed to buy one, then you should go to jail. I'm the extremist. Because I don't think the spy agencies should be able to spy on people in the United States. Collect our information. Use it against us. I don't believe that our government should be in bed with corporations. But that makes me an extremist. You on the left, when did you lose your mind? A lot of the things I believe, you used to believe. You used to be the flag bearer for it. You used to be the one that would say, this is insanity. You can't have the government in business with big business. You see that Pfizer just came out. They said they wanted a yearly COVID tax. But I'm sorry, those of you on the, the left that are suddenly not the extremists. You love Pfizer now, right? You love Big Pharma. You, we do what Big Pharma tells us to do, right? We're not the extremists. We don't want to overthrow the United States government. We think our government, we agree with the people that were, they called themselves liberals at the time, but they were progressives. But the average person was a liberal and they believed in freedom of speech. Justice, equal justice, not equality, or I'm sorry, uh, equity, but equal justice. You used to believe in a set of principles. Your principles now are nothing more than the ramblings of an insane cult, a cult that includes people like Black Lives Matter Global Inc., Inc. It's a corporation, a dirty corporation that has stolen from the inner cities, stolen from people who actually believed in something. Took that money, abused their power, abused their trust, and your so-called priests say nothing about it. And thus, you're not allowed to say anything about it. We, we have to realize and state it out loud in our schools, in our offices. I'm not a member of your cult. And that's what it is. They are separating us from our families. They're telling their cult members 
not to listen to anyone else. Would a cult tell you to silence everyone or would a cult tell you, oh, be open minded, listen to everybody? Which one does a cult do? Does a cult say, no, go talk to your family. You know, they may disagree with you and it's going to be tough, but go talk to your family. And you know what? Love your family. If your family doesn't agree with you, then your family doesn't agree with you, but love them. Is that what a cult does? Or does a cult say, if your family member disagrees, don't invite them to anything anymore. Cut them off. I'm not the extremist. The cult that half of America worships today, those members are the extremists. And it's time we say it out loud without any fear. We are not afraid of, quite honestly, your evil cult. We have God on our side. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. We remain on God's side, hopefully. Uh, tax season is always a crazy time, but it can feel even more stressful if you fall victim to a fake IRS call. Scammers pretending to be IRS agents will ask you for personal information and in bank accounts or for you to wire money on the spot. Be smart. Hang up. That's not the IRS. The IRS doesn't need to scam you. They already take money from you by force, pretty much at gunpoint. So they're not scamming you out of your dollars. They don't call you and say, hey, you've got to wire this money or else. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. That's what LifeLock is there for. They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that can work to help you fix the problem quickly. It's LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. The Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for making The Great Reset the number one book in the nation, the 11th week out. Um, you can get The Great Reset uh, by me, uh, wherever books are sold. Um, it's running low. I don't know if it's even available on Amazon. Can you check? More books are coming, but please grab the book, um, The Great Reset. I don't know if you saw what Peter Thiel said uh this last week when he was at the Bitcoin convention, he said, when you think of ESG, you should be thinking CCP. Uh, he said, uh, ESG is a hate factory. It's a factory for naming enemies and we should not be allowed, uh, not allowing them to do that. Um, you know, we have an executive order now from Biden. that's putting this top priority of being able to, um, uh, put put out a Fed coin, which will totally be a complete enforcement of ESG, ESG standards, environmental, social justice, and corporate governance. 
He says the difference between ESG and the CCP, the Communist Party of China, they're into social and governance. Environmental is sort of fake. It's probably also fake in a lot of these cases. So when you think of ESG, think CCCP. As far as I can tell, the only things that are not liked by ESG are some of the carbon industries and Bitcoin. Um, He says um, the stakeholder capitalism is a ruse and it is going to be the death of us. Um, And we have got to pay attention to the Great Reset. There's some really good news. Many states are working 25 or let me see if I have that here. 25 or 28 states now are on board working to uh, stop ESG standards in hopefully your state. Call your your state representatives, your state house, your Senate, your governor, and tell them in no uncertain terms, we do not want ESG standards being able to be applied in our state. Uh, all right. Coming up in just a, uh, just a second, a guy who... I find extraordinarily reasonable, but he's he's a he's from San Francisco. He's also a guy who I mean, how would you describe him, Stu? Uh, he's you know an environmentalist uh, yeah. and was very active in the environmentalist movement. Yeah, and then uh, had an awakening that some of these things <laughs> that were being proposed by progressives weren't actually helping the environment Correct. in any way. He's um, he's wide awake. He's not woke. He's wide awake, mm. uh, and he's running for the governor of California, and he just might be able to pull that off. We talk to him next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.